Hello and welcome to This Shit Really Happened, the true crime podcast where we deep dive in the most disturbing, depraved, and downright gruesome true crimes. Oh my, yeah. fuck the intro. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, fuck it. We've already done it once. We, yeah, we already did the intro once and I was looking at the audio and I'm like, why is it not picking up any of Autumn's audio? And I was like, move closer. Uh, maybe you're too far away. And then I looked a little closer and saw that her microphone wasn't even fucking on. So, And then it wouldn't turn on. We had to troubleshoot. <laughs> we had to troubleshoot. But uh, moral of the story, that's Emily and I'm Autumn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk about a serial killer today. Uh, she's not a serial killer. <laughs> Whatever. We're going to talk about murder today. We're going to talk about murder today. Honestly, I feel like at this point we don't even need to introduce ourselves because yeah. like, m- the majority of the people who listen to this are probably not and uh, maybe they might be maybe. starting on the latest episode. So if maybe. you're new here, hi. Um, <laughs> if you're Emily. not, welcome back. <laughs> That's Emily. I'm Autumn. <laughs> and the beginning of this ep- episode podcast is always a shit show. Yeah. So. Yep. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to just some whatever the fuck we got going on in our current lives today. And also. Oh, yes. The air conditioner is on. So if you can hear it in the background, I'm not sorry. It's hot as dick. And no, you can't. And <laughs> you can hear it. No, you can't. Shh, shut up. Don't say anything. This is me trying to. Why can't I think of the word? Uh, what do you. Uh, 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 what do you. What t- men do to. Gaslight? Yeah, there we go. What <laughs> <Let> men <go. laughs> I don't know why I couldn't think of that word. I'm all fucking frazzled. <laughs> what men do? Gaslight. <laughs> See, that would be a really good... We gotta get video on here. Fucking... You know what? This is a great segue. I made us a a coffee account, which it's like... Not not C-O-F-F-E-E. It's spelled K-O-F-I, if you guys know what coffee is. It's basically... A site where you can go in and you can like tip creators or whatever. It's basically like buy you buy us a coffee, pretty much, and the tip goes like straight Emily to us. Emily and I do love some fucking Starbucks. We do love some coffee. Um, so you know, and it was just both of our birthdays. It was. That is why we have been on kind of a hiatus. It was birthday month, so mm-hmm. we were busy. We had shit to do. <laughs> we did. We we let one episode go at the beginning. And then we had birthday shit and drinking yep. to do. And <laughs> we had birthday shit and drinking to do. Essentially. Yeah. Essentially. We were drunk for like two weeks. Oh, God. I'm too old for that shit now. Girl, I, so I drank last night. I accidentally got drunk. <laughs> I was not supposed to get drunk. First of all, I wasn't even supposed to have a drink. Okay, but I accidentally got drunk has the same energies. I sucked dick on accident. <laughs> Who said that? It's like a vine. Oh, no, I think somebody said that. <laughs> no, I remember it from Vine. I feel like it was a um, Vine. I sucked dick on accident. And they go, how you suck dick on accident? No, seriously. Um, <laughs> I got drunk on accident. But for real, I wasn't even supposed to drink. I, got, I was going to go eat by myself at Olive Garden because I was hungry. And I'm starving now, and now I want Olive Garden again. <laughs> Fuck bread me. Sticks, bread sticks. Um, which if we make it out of here late and there we're shit out of luck with the taco place, we should just go to Olive Garden. Yeah, I'm down for chicken and gnocchi soup. Bet. Um, but. What was I saying? Uh, what the fuck? Oh, you got drunk on accident. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I was just gonna have a drink with my food. And it's like the Andale place, so yeah. it's kind of like a bar club. Yep, yep. You would like it there. We one should of these go. times we'll we should go. go. And we got to go on Friday. Friday is when it's all. Bet. Um, but I was only going to have one drink. Then I had three. <laughs> and then I was standing next to the DJ. And Were you by yourself? No. Oh. I was with Maya. Okay. I was um, like, because when you said you're going to go to Olive Garden too, so I'm like, wait, did you go to this The reason I got yourself? diverted is because Maya called me. Oh, okay, 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 <laughs> so, okay. Gotcha. I literally pulled into Olive Garden and she called me. So I was like, okay. She's like, you got plans? No, you don't. You got plans to be Um, And then I was standing next to the DJ and all of a sudden the bartender comes up and starts pouring shots. Oh, shit. And they poured one. I didn't say anything. They poured shots, poured one for me and gave it to me. And they were like, they were like, salute. I'm like, fuck it. All right. And then they did it like two more times. (laughs) So I had three free shots. Hey. And you can't turn down free. Yeah. Especially after they're poured and shoved in your face. That's exactly. You can't say no. So, like, it was not on purpose. (laughs) 
I did it not have the fault. intent. I was peer pressured drunk. into it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> they put the shot in front of me. What was I expected to do? They poured it. They poured it. It was you already can't there. Waste you can't it. waste it. You cannot can waste tequila. You can't. It was terrible tequila, but you can't waste tequila. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I... Disclaimer, don't drink and drive, but I went home. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and do as we say, not as, as we, we do. do. Literally. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, I'm starving. Pull into McDonald's, not serving breakfast yet. Their steak, egg, and cheese on a bagel for breakfast. That shit is bussin'. But it was 2 o'clock in the morning, so they didn't have it. I got two double cheeseburgers, said no mustard or pickles. They gave me ketchup and extra pickles. (laughs) Bro. I fucking hate people at McDonald's. I swear to God. If you work at McDonald's and you're not stupid, this is not for you. But if you are slightly slow, please don't fuck up my order and then tell me it's right. I'm drunk and hungry at 2 o'clock in the morning and you fucked my shit up. (laughs) It's about to jump through the fucking drive-thru window and beat somebody's ass. I literally was even at the window. I said, no mustard or pickle, right? And he said, yeah. I, so I take it out of the bag when I'm driving home to jump, chomp on it. Also, disclaimer, don't do that while you drive. <laughs> don't multitask and drive. <laughs> don't multitask Bad. and drive. So I take it out of the bag, and I chomp onto it, and there's something crunchy. I'm like, that kind of tastes like a pickle. <laughs> and I take the, like, the bun off, and there's a fucking pickle. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love pickles. I so I would pickles. be very happy if I bit into my whatever I got from McDonald's. But how mad would you be if we were like, no ketchup or onion, yeah, and if, they gave if you they fucked me up, I would mustard and extra onions? Yeah, that'd be kind of fucked up. That would be really fucked up. <laughs> you know what's also fucked up? Let's mm. case, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I'm so, sorry, I just went on a food rant. I'm sorry. I, that, we, we go on tangents. All y'all who are here, who have been here, know that we like to we like chatty chat at the beginning of these. So yeah. fucking fast forward through the shit if you don't want to hear it. We won't Literally. But, and also, I don't want your negative feedback, so keep that to yourself. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, thank you. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so, I mean, as much of a, as a joke as that segue was, um, mm-hmm. this, this case we got today is, is pretty fucked up. The hash slinging slasher. It's the hash slinging <laughs> slasher. <laughs> that was like one of the best episodes of SpongeBob ever. Seriously, you can't get on a tangent. Can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do want to put like a trigger warning out in the world on this one. Um, this case does deal with um, the murder of an infant, a very young infant, less than a month old. <gasps> Um, there is also mentions of cannibalism in this as well. Mm. So. Please, if you if you don't want to hang around for this one, um, sorry, I don't even a good choice. <laughs> no, seriously. But I I've, I mean I've reached that side of TikTok where I'm on like you're on like true crime TikTok. Yes, yeah. but there was this one of this little girl which we should also do where she got beat. She lived like uh, like three months, three or four months. Oh, that's fucking and sad. She died because her dad and uncle decided to like play throw the baby what the and like fuck was is slamming her against the people. wall and shit what the fuck is wrong with people like that yeah. just that just hurts my heart and they were raping her oh my fucking god like this things like that just like mm. i hope those people like i hope they're in prison and i hope they get brutally mm. fucking murdered yep. like i hope they get some like the a fucking leg knew. pole shoved up their asshole and the mom knew about <gasps> it but never said anything oh my god that makes it a hundred times fucking she worse she used to also beat on her so the mom went to prison not for the murder and i think she's out oh christ but i they are in there for life i think fucking good they should be that's at least horrible long enough to where it's worth it they probably got them in like fucking protective custody and shit because the second people found out about that they're mm. They'd be done. Yeah. It happened done. in, like, the early 2000s. Oh, that's so sad. That's, like, um, Gabriel Fernandez's mm. um, mother and stepfather or whatever, how mm. uh, when the mom went to prison, she got jumped, like, her second day there, and they fucking sliced her face up with the Good bitch. Uh, lid of a tin can. And it was, like, definitely, you know, I'll say <coughs> allegedly set up by the guards because, like, she was supposed to have somebody, like, watching her mm-hmm. and the guard just conveniently wasn't there at the time that she got jumped by like four women they beat they the shit out of her and cut her like, face up if you do anything with a child they don't like no, that shit in prison yeah 
Like, it doesn't matter. That person coming at you might be a fucking murderer. They might mm. have brutally murdered some grown-ass people, but mm. if you do something to a child, you are the scum of the fucking earth, and they're going to let you know. Mm. They're going to let you know exactly. Mm. And you're going to get your fucking face sliced up with a tin can lid. Maybe you And die. you're going to deserve knows? it. Who you're going to deserve knows? it. It's like... Yeah, that shit's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That just makes me so sad. Anything, anything involving children is... Terrible. So sad. So terrible. Like, bro. And, like, this case is the terrible. The kid can't even fight back. I know. I know. And, like, in this like this baby was, like, three and a half weeks old, I think. Can't do anything. It's, it's just a it's blob. so sad because of the child, but also so sad because the mother was failed immensely as well in the lead up mm. to this. And it a hundred percent could have been prevented, in my opinion. Like I'm on the side of like what she did was horrible, but it a hundred and ten percent could have been prevented had she got the help she needed. Mm-hmm. So it's like sad in more ways than one on this. But yeah, just gonna put that trigger warning out there. If you guys don't want to hang around for this episode, feel free to catch us in the next one. So, all right, totally understand. Totally, hundred and ten percent. Unfortunately, understand. I can't. Yeah, Autumn have the doesn't option. get a choice. <laughs> Autumn doesn't get a choice to tap out. You know what you were getting into when you signed up for this shit. We started you off with titty soup. <laughs> <laughs> titty soup. Titty soup. Okay, so I'm gonna start us off with. Um, this is a recording of a nine one one call that came into. I love those. I love nine one one call recordings. This was San Antonio nine one one dispatch, and it was on. Um, I think fucked up happens in Texas. And I know. Right? Why is it all happen in the South? Because it's the fucking South, man. If you're from the South, tell us some wild shit that you've experienced yeah. in your life. Tell mm-hmm. us some stories. Um, so this recording is about two minutes. So I'm going to play, and it came in again to the San Antonio 911 dispatch in the very early hours of the morning, I believe July 26, 2009. So shit. we shall give it a listen. Oh, my God. came in and as you could hear the call starts off with you know my sister sister, hurt her baby and the uh the dispatch proceeds to ask like how did she hurt him and then Mm -hmm. the caller who's actually um priscilla garcia she does say her name on the recording um that is the sister of 33 year old adi sanchez and adi was the one who had just Mm -hmm. stabbed her three-week-old baby to death jesus um, when police arrived in, or police and EMS, of course, because they're going to send a fucking ambulance, of right. course, when they arrived to the address 351 Wayside Drive, what they discovered in one of the bedrooms was a scene so, like, gruesome and terrible that, like, many of the first responders couldn't even really talk about it after the fact. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them even went to seek psychological help afterwards yeah, because it was so imagine. terrible. 
So from what they were able to recount, the bedroom itself was covered in blood. And on the bed was the decapitated and mutilated body of Adi's three-week-old son, Scotty. Um, Police found Adi herself sitting on the couch inside the home in hysterics with a stab wound to her chest and a gash on her throat, screaming that the devil had made her kill her son. And and slice herself up? Yeah, she probably, she, we'll get into it. She Mm -hmm. also tried to off herself. Off herself. Mm -hmm. Um, So the question, of course, that everybody asks when this case comes to light or what happened comes to light is, what in the world would drive a mother to brutally murder her newborn child? Literally. Um, and for Adi, come to find that she had a very long and very spotted history and struggle with very severe, very intense mental illness. Clearly. Um, Clearly, yeah. So, in the years leading up to Scotty's murder, um, Adi had, like, attempted to seek help multiple times for what she reported as paranoia, delusions, and auditory hallucinations. She was hearing voices. So, her mother was schizophrenic. She was schizophrenic. That is, yeah, that's her (laughs) diagnosis. Um, So... She, again, she attempted multiple times to to seek help. Um, She gave many interviews to psychiatrists and police after she was arrested, in which she described hearing voices for the very first time in 2006, after she had been doing drugs for the first time. So she said, I didn't say specifically what she got into. So she had a bad trip. And got stuck there. Yeah. I don't know how true this is because it is revealed later that she had been hearing voices since she was a child. Oh. But I think the possible drug use could have ramped it up. Probably, yeah. Um, it doesn't help. It absolutely does not help. Should not be doing any sort of mind-altering substances when you suffer from severe mental illness. Severe mental illness. Yeah, it's, it's not going to make it any better. Yeah. So, in 2006, her drug use led her to Austin, Texas, where she had traveled an attempt to track down a former boyfriend. While in Austin, she was admitted to the Austin State Hospital, where doctors diagnosed her with psychosis. Instead of admitting her for further evaluation or treatment, though, she was just issued a prescription for some medications and released. Um, On June 20th, 2008, Adi was seen at the Center for Healthcare Services in San Antonio, Court documents indicate that she was paranoid, mildly delusional, depressed, and psychotic with hallucinations. Her medication was changed, and her mental health seemed to improve. She stopped hearing voices, um, but unfortunately, the cost of the medication was too much for her to afford, and she stopped taking those medications shortly after. Damn. Which is kind of it's a similar case for a lot of people, yeah. you know, when it's fucking three, four, five hundred dollars a you know, a bottle and you got to buy it multiple times a month. That's pretty out of the, uh, pretty out of range for a lot of people. And like mm-hmm. San Antonio's public health system is also very underfunded. Mm-hmm. So like when she stopped showing, cause she would take her medication, but she also would go in for like regular evaluations mm-hmm. and see like a counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, when she stopped doing that because they were so underfunded, they really didn't have the means nor the care to try to track her down and be like, Hey, mm-hmm. what's going on? She just basically got lost to the wind after she stopped showing up. So, to make matters even more complicated, after Adi started taking her medication, this is when she became pregnant. The father of her child was Scott Buchholz, a man Adi had known for the last six years and was dating at the time. Um, Scott Buchholz was also a diagnosed schizophrenic, but he was taking medication at the time to manage his condition. Was that the ex-boyfriend that she went to go track down? No, that was a different guy. This bitch. <laughs> well, that was in 2006, and she doesn't get pregnant until 2008. She knew Scott for six years prior, mm-hmm. but I believe they hadn't, like, they were, like, on and off for quite a few mm-hmm. years. But at this time, when she got pregnant, they were together. Mm-hmm. And then I believe, like, they split again before, mm-hmm. or short before shortly after, like, Scott Scotty was born. Mm-hmm. Um, Adi's paranoia and depression continued throughout her pregnancy. She did actually seek help from a counselor for the depression, but she was unable to be put on any medication due to the possible side effects and the effect it could have on her pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So she was basically just having to deal with Mm -hmm. her delusions, her paranoia, her hallucinations with zero 
Because for her, medication helps her. Yeah. And, like, one of the things that she needs, oh, she can't do it. She's mm-hmm. pregnant. There's no telling what kind of side effects. Like, no doctor is going to give these medications to a, a pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. You know, at least no doctor in their right mind is going to yeah. give these medications to a pregnant woman. So, Adi gave birth to Scotty, I believe, on June 30th. And by July 20th, she was again seeking help for her mental state. On July 20th, Adi had met with a counselor at the um, OBGYN clinic that she had visited throughout her pregnancy. The counselor, who was named uh, Luinda Combs, she could tell right away that Adi was not doing well. Adi spoke of um, delusional, paranoid thoughts that other women were trying to steal and or breastfeed her baby, which is... Uh, it's a, that's a very common delusion that mm. women who are suffering from what we find postpartum psychosis, mm. they will have those delusions that somebody is like trying to take their baby away from them or somebody's like trying to criminal minds episode I've seen. Yeah. Right? Honestly, I feel like a lot of criminal, um, criminal minds episodes are based off a lot of real life cases. So yeah. maybe someone took maybe portions of this. I don't think they'd go as far as yeah. to, you know, have a criminal minds episode where the mother, you know, stabbed and murdered her baby, <laughs> among other maybe. things. Um, I wouldn't put it past her. There's like a million episodes. So maybe. Yeah, right. I know. I, I always wondered, like, how the writers of that show just continue to come up with, like, more and more and it more and more material. Think, like, are they low-key serial killers who haven't done anything and just became writers about it? Maybe. Who knows? But, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like all Crazy. you have to do is just you know dive into a couple you know just start digging on the on the on the web and you'll find some wild shit to very true to make out although i say some wild shit i say some wild shit and i'm not a serial killer (laughs) nor do i actually want to conduct murder i feel like everybody ever like you're lying if you say you have never been like i want to kill this person but you never do some wild shit you never do it you know who said said to me the other day (laughs) Yo, where do you come up with this stuff? Because you say something about out-of-pocket shit. <laughs> like, well, it's just off the dome. It's just, it's just off the dome. It's just in my head. <laughs> I was like, I will rip out her jugular with my fingernails and make her eat it. <laughs> Not make her eat it. Oh, man. That's wild. I told him I would turn him into a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Not a rotisserie chicken. Oh, my God. I got a, I got a sidebar now because all this talk about fucked up shit and how people come mm-hmm. up with it so i was on tiktok yesterday and i'm a, i'm on like all different sides of tiktok i'm on mm-hmm. like fucking same it's weird sometimes knows, i end up on the weirdest spot i know like, i ended up is happening? i ended up on like book talk but it was horror book talk okay and this person was going over and talking about um first and foremost the first way i got introduced to this book that they were talking about is there's this person on tiktok who has a like a running list of like all the fucked up shit she finds happens in books from being on like book talk mm-hmm. and that list is fucking crazy i'll have to try to find it because it's like it's not just like wild. it's like not like oh my god that's wild it's like mm-hmm. how the fuck did you come up with it this is fucking disgusting sort disgusting. of stuff <laughs> um and so the book that this person on the tiktok was talking about is called womb it's spelled w-o-o-m and it's a very short book. It's like 116 pages. And it follows this dude who in the book he's referred to as Angel. And he um, goes to stay in this room in a, in a motel, like a gross seedy ass motel. And he gets like a sex worker sent to his room. And he specifically requests that she be like an overweight sex worker. And the reason being B-B-W. is so she gets there. The sex worker gets there. Her name is Shyla, And... Throughout the entire book, each chapter is like a, a story that Angel is telling Shyla of something that happened in the room that they're currently in. And so the first one is about this couple named like Johnny and fucking like Jenny or some shit, and how Jenny was a heroin addict and she got in debt with her fucking dealer, and the dealer was gonna make her and Johnny fucking drug mule all this heroin, and she ended up like shoving some heroin up her cooch, but the like the bags burst and so she overdosed and died on the heroin and then there was another story where it's like in the detail that this author goes into in these stories it's fucking gross like there was a vivid description of this johnny person like scooping the heroin packets like out of her 
fucking coochie. Uh. I'm like, all right, like, this is bad Uh. enough just in a brief description, but the fact that you're going into so much detail. Um, But in the end, like, you figure out that um, all of the stories that Angel is telling Shyla have to do with him. Like, he was Johnny. Mm. He was... um, the baby of a woman who tried to give herself a coat hanger abortion in that room in like the late term he was a victim of this crazy bitch in high school who wanted to turn him into a mannequin and try to sand his dick off i know right what the fuck and his whole thing while he's doing this um he is also sticking like larger and larger things like inside of shyla to like stretch her out basically because his penultimate plan is that he is going to use her to be reborn as a new person so he wanted to go in there yeah in the end the ending of the the ending of the book and mind you in the very beginning you get introduced into this angel character it makes it a point to say he's bald so at the end of this fucking book, he slathers his dome. He first knocks Shyla out with chloroform. He slathers his dome and lubes, and he sticks his head up her vagina. And then he gets stuck. <gasps> he can't. He breaks his fucking nose trying to get in there, and then he gets stuck. And Shyla comes back too and realizes she's got a man. With his whole head in, in there. her in her badge. And so she like fucking births him. And then she like he comes to and she's like cradling him. She's like, I'll take care of you. I did it. I'm like, I just like put my phone down. I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> what Imagine the fuck was that? that. Imagine that. That horror. <laughs> horror. There's no I'd fucking be way. If a man tried to shove his whole fucking a head grown in my cooch. ass man, I'd be pissed. Oh my! In the fact that in the end, she's like, "I'll be your mother. I'll take care." It's like, girl, his head was just he in your vagina. He knocked you out and then raped you with his head, with his actual fucking dome skull. <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, when I saw this TikTok, this one was like, I was fucking gagging. I'm like, I wasn't gagging, but I was literally, I had to take a second and just like consider my life choices and having just read this. Cause it only took me like an hour and a half to read it. Cause it's really short. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And the reason it's called womb is for like, it's a, it's a fucking, it's a pun because no. he has, he has a speech impediment where he can't say R's. He pronounces them like with like a W sound. Mm. But also womb, as in birthing a child from your fucking womb. Oh, so like room. I was like, what the fuck is womb supposed to be? Yeah, so it's womb because he can't say room, but then womb also. I literally, I was just mad confused. I'm like, what the fuck? Womb with an R? What is that? Room. Room. (laughs) Womb with an R is room. (laughs) But yeah, um, that shit was fucked up, and I seriously question the mental state of the person who wrote that. Uh, Yeah. All right, speaking of mental states, um, let's get back into this. And segue back to the original point. So, again, Adi went to go see Luinda Combs, and Combs said about what Adi was telling her. She said, quote, that Adi was, quote, hearing voices which have informed her others would like to take her baby away. And Combs also noted, quote, client also reports visual images of other children's faces transposed onto her baby's face. So she's not only, like... It's like imposter syndrome. Literally, some sort of, like, she's clearly delusional. Mm -hmm. Combs suspected right away that Adi was suffering from postpartum psychosis. She knew that Adi had a history of depression and had been institutionalized a year earlier with paranoid schizophrenia. Combs told Adi she needed an immediate psychiatric evaluation and called an ambulance to rush her to the hospital. Combs wanted to make sure Adi wasn't mindless, just like mindlessly just like shuffled around a busy emergency room, people trying to figure out what the fuck she was there for. Mm. So she actually called ahead to let um, the Metropolitan Methodist Hospital's psychiatric unit know that Adi was on her way with a likely diagnosis of postpartum psychosis, which is a diagnosis that should be taken very, very, very seriously. Because things like killing because your baby. like this happen. Exactly. Could um, Combs wrote in her notes that, quote, the hospital worker did not want to take information over the phone. So she gave, quote, specific details of clients' delusions and hallucinations to the EMS workers to pass along to the hospital personnel. 
Um, as you can expect, the message of the severity of Adi's condition didn't quite get through to the people that it needed to get through to. At the hospital, um, Adi would be diagnosed with visual hallucinations and audible voices, but nowhere in Adi's hospital records does the more alarming diagnosis of postpartum psychosis appear. Adi arrived at the hospital at 11.39 in the morning, where she waited in the emergency department for 20 minutes before she was taken back to be examined. Um, I don't know... Oh, I... Emily fucked up her I did. I half-started this note. So, um, instead of doing an evaluation for a mental health crisis, for the next three hours, nurses gave her only physical tests and lab work and determined that her body was mostly healthy. But there was nothing that they did to determine if her mind was okay. Which she's she's in perfect form. She's a perfectly healthy woman. She was there for her brain. Exactly. Just suffering from very intense mental illness. Um, a little people. before 3 p.m., more than three hours after her arrival, Adi was finally examined by a member of the hospital's psychiatric team, not a psychiatrist, but just a trained counselor. The evaluation lasted only 44 minutes, and the records of that session do show the seriousness of Adi's condition. Said she was experiencing, quote, voices and hallucinations and seeing her baby's face change. Adi asked to be admitted to the hospital's inpatient psychiatric unit. Um, her records even state that she requested she be admitted for the voices she was hearing because inpatient treatment had worked for her before. Um, during a similar crisis in 2008, she had been hospitalized for more than two weeks until her mental condition in- had stabilized, so she was asking for similar treatment. And Adi was a prime candidate for inpatient care. Mm-hmm. She was a diagnosed schizophrenic who had been mm-hmm. institutionalized a year before, mm-hmm. who had recently given birth, who had stopped taking her meds, Mm -hmm. who was hearing voices and hallucinating and Mm -hmm. seeing her baby's face change into other faces. Like, bro. If that's not somebody that you would admit for inpatient psychiatric care, I don't know what would be. Um, When speaking about... These people are fucking stupid. I know. there There was so much that just didn't happen that should have happened Mm -hmm. that had it happened, probably... that baby could still be alive. Yeah, it probably would have prevented all of this. She from probably happening. would still be in there. Yeah, but at least the child yeah. would be alive. Yeah, that's something. And she would be getting the care that mm-hmm. she needed. Mm-hmm. Um, when speaking about Adi's mental state at this time and the handling of it by the hospital, her attorney, um, her attorney remarked, "Quote: She's got a big red light on her head, saying I'm going to explode any minute. You think they would at least talk to her doctor, or ask about her history, but they don't do anything like that. Instead." Adi's admission to the hospital would boil down to one question. Did she feel suicidal or homicidal? Um, and this is just a stupid fucking question to ask because new mothers are rarely going to answer this question honestly. Mm-hmm. Many will never admit to suicidal or infanticidal thoughts because in addition to the stigma of a mother saying she's had thoughts about harming her baby, they fear that if they answer honestly, the government is going to try to take their child away. Mm-hmm. And she was already having thoughts about people trying to take her child away. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to help her. Um, so there's really no way to know exactly what was going through Adi's head or what her exact reasoning was for answering the question, how she answered it at the time. But she did tell the hospital staff that she was not suicidal, not homicidal, with no command hallucinations. It basically means the voices aren't telling her to do anything, Mm -hmm. which was a lie. (laughs) They were very clearly, we'll find out later, telling her to do things. Hence the... Hence, yeah, hence the uh, brutal infanticide. So after this, Adi was sent home with the name of a clinic she could contact for outpatient services, though she was given no address or contact information for them. So a name. Here's a fucking clinic, but no way to contact them. Um, She never made an appointment, which is not surprising, um, as, you know, she wasn't given the means to contact them. And people who are in the midst of a mental health crisis often do not have the wherewithal to take care of themselves, whether that be through taking medications or showing up for appointments. They're not going to do that for themselves, which is why you put them in inpatient treatment, so they don't have a choice to show up. They're just barely. Um, Six days after this so-called psych evaluation, Adi was back in the emergency room, this time being escorted by police. She was bleeding from multiple self-inflicted wounds, and her face was smeared with blood from having consumed parts of her son. So she ate bits of him. So she cut him up. In addition to eating him. So, um... 
we're going to go back Ooh. to the night of now July 25th. Mm-hmm. Adi had been suffering with another psychotic episode, hearing voices telling her that the devil was living inside her son and that there was a demon in her own stomach. Earlier that day, Adi had brought Scotty for a visit with his father, Scott, who reported that Adi had stormed out after he asked for a copy of the birth certificate and other documents for their son. Scott called 911 to report that Adi stormed out and drove away with the infant without properly restraining him in the car. She basically had him in his car seat and just, like, tossed him into the front seat and sped away. Jesus. Um, and deputies just ended up investigating it as, as a, like, a domestic disturbance. Mm. When asked why they did not take further action that day, one of the responding officers stated, quote, if this guy, meaning Scott, had given us an indication that she had postpartum depression or mental defects she was suffering from, we may have addressed it differently. So they're just like, we didn't know, so we didn't do anything. It's like, bitch, the fuck? That's child endangerment. I literally, it's like at the very least. Even with child endangerment. mental health issues, that's child endangerment. Yeah, she... The father is reporting to you that she just tossed this newborn baby into the front seat without securing and you're like, oh, it's a domestic. Go fucking track her down. He knows where she lives. He knows what her car looks like. You can find her. Literally. (laughs) Like, take her into custody at least. Or, you know, figure out what they... They would have talked to her once and figured out that she was not... Not okay. Not okay. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And hopefully could have taken her into custody or something or taken her, like, to the fucking hospital. She should Like, she should have been. All they needed to do was somebody just needed to take figure out that she was not okay and take her to the fucking hospital. Literally. And the hospital needed to not sit there with their thumbs up their assholes and actually do something. Mm-hmm. Fucking stupid. Stupid. Scott later recalled that he he said he may have told the officers that Adi was depressed, but that he wasn't entirely sure. <sighs> just the failure in multiple different aspects of this just make it everybody. So much worse. Later on that same night, while Scott was attending the Judas Priest concert, he received a phone call from Adi. Scott recalled that Adi told him, quote, she had found someone else and she never wanted to see him again. Which, like, most bitches do. Right? But also, like, red flags, man. Red flags. Do something. Call, like, a fucking wellness check on her or some shit. Like that candle? Smell good? (laughs) It smells like soap and flowers and burnt. <laughs> Sounds about right. Soap and flowers and burnt. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, so later on this night as well, Adi said that the voices were telling her that she had to hurt Scotty. She reported, quote, the voices told me to hurt Scotty. He was going to be the apocalypse. Fueled by the delusions and the voices she was hearing, Adi was convinced that the only way to save her son was to kill him. Adi explained the decision to kill her son, saying, quote, The voices told me to eat his insides. I was a harlot because I had committed adultery. There was a demon in my stomach. The demons would come out of her stomach if she ate Scotty. This had to be done by five in the morning. And then Scotty would evolve and he would no longer be possessed by the devil. So under the influence of her delusions um adi stabbed scotty to death Mm -hmm. using a steak knife and they said two swords what the where did you get a sword i don't know but um, let alone one of them yeah you had two two two, i read like two damn um she decapitated him stabbed him numerous times after which she proceeded to eat parts of his brain nose and three of his toes this bitch is crazy holy shit she said that eating the parts of his body made her gag and throw up but she couldn't stop because the voices in her head told her she had to keep eating to save her son and herself from the demons that were inside of them great so now of course raises the question of can we find this woman guilty and criminally responsible for the murder of her son? That's the big question because it's very, very, it's very much an insanity. Plea. Yes. It's very clear that she, and, and even when the police and EMS came to the house after the 911 call, she was saying that the devil made her like kill her son. She's mm-hmm. like, I killed, like, I killed him. The devil made me do it. Blah, 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 blah. And so it was very, very clear that the question was going to be, can we even, find her criminally responsible um 
After she was released from the hospital for treatment of her own self-inflicted wounds, Adi was immediately taken in for multiple psychological evaluations while in police custody. As she should. During these interviews, Adi stated that the voices um, told her that her mother had killed President John F. Kennedy and Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> and that the KKK was mad at her mother for killing JFK. <laughs> like, this just goes to show the level of delusion yes. she was experiencing. The interviews also revealed that she had been hearing voices um, since age five. Okay. According to the report from a psychiatric evaluation recently conducted her while she was in the jail. Um, according to uh, the psychiatrist who did the report, his name was Brian Scop. Um, he was appointed by the court to evaluate Adi's competency to stand trial. Um, the voices are often good voices telling her that everything is going to be okay, but she also hears bad voices. One voice in particular named Lucy, which told her to do all sorts of bad things, including eating her own hands. So this Lucy voice was the real mm-hmm. fucked up one. Mm-hmm. In the weeks after the attack, prosecutors confronted a difficult decision. Should Adi Sanchez face criminal charges or be sent to a state hospital for treatment? Despite the evidence that Adi was insane at the time of the killing, some in San Antonio openly called for the death penalty against her. Um, They included Scott Buchholz, who told a San Antonio television reporter in late July, quote, I think she should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. She killed my son. She should burn in hell. Which, like... I mean, yes, yes, but she's it's not she was not in her right mind. She's clearly not. And you also, motherfucker, had a chance to try to help her. And all you did was you went to a fucking Judas Priest concert. Like this is on you a little bit too. Like you could have you could have done something. You clearly saw that she was not well. Mm-hmm. And it was like in the weeks leading up to this as well, like she would bring Scotty over to Scott's house, who was like living with his mother at the time, I think. Mm-hmm. And while like Adi wouldn't let Scott's mother like hold Scotty because she was having paranoia that Scott's mother was gonna try to take Scotty away from her. And so it's not like this happened overnight. Right. She was clearly showing signs of being in crisis mm-hmm. from like even before Scotty was born. Right. So the signs were there, they were just all ignored. Yeah. Um while in jail, Adi did receive the counseling and medication that she had like zero or very spotty access to on the outside. While receiving this treatment, her mental condition stabilized, and she was found competent to stand trial after examinations by experts appointed by both the court and her defense attorney. Examiners concluded that she understood the legal process and the charges against her. Prosecutors did eventually decide to pursue a criminal case. In September 2009, a grand jury indicted Adi for capital murder. About the case, um, District Attorney Susan Reed said, quote, this is probably one of the most horrendous cases that we have seen as far as the murder of a child. Adi was interviewed and examined by three separate psychiatrists who were tasked with determining what Adi's mental state had been at the time of the murder. So there's a criminal trial, of course, her defense is going for not guilty due to reason of insanity here. These psychiatrists, all three of them, concluded that she suffered from severe mental illnesses, including paranoid schizophrenia at the time of the crime. In addition to these diagnoses, um, Adi's defense attorney also offered another possible illness that Adi was suffering from, which is postpartum psychosis. So postpartum psychosis is far rarer than postpartum depression. Postpartum depression affects like one in 10, um, Mm. and postpartum psychosis affects um, about one woman in 1,000. So it's much rarer, but mm-hmm. also much more severe. Um, according to Richard Pesikoff, a psychiatry professor at the Baylor College of Medicine, women with postpartum psychosis have delusions frequently involving religious symbols and a desire to harm their newborn. Pesikoff actually testified in the second trial of Andrea Yates. Um, this was a very high-profile case of a Houston-area mother who was found not guilty by reason of insanity after drowning her five children. Um, similar to Adi's claim that the devil told her to kill her son, Andrea Yates told authorities that Satan was inside of her and she was trying to save her children when she drowned them. 
Um, women with schizophrenia and bipolar disorder are at a particularly high risk for developing postpartum psychosis. Um, according to Dr. Lucy Perrier, another psychiatrist who was involved in the Yates case, for women with schizophrenia who are not taking medication, the risk of developing psychosis is 50% or higher. Um, eventually, after multiple testimonies regarding Adi's mental capacity at the time of Scotty's murder, it was found that Adi had been unable to tell the difference between her delusions and reality. On July 1st, 2010, Adi was found not guilty of capital murder by reason of insanity. She was sentenced to be held in a state mental to mental institution. I got a fucking speech impediment. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we'll roll that back. Let me try again. <laughs> Fuck God, that word did not come out right at all. She was sentenced to be held in a state mental institution in Vernon, Texas, where she will receive where she would receive a yearly evaluation of her mental capacity by the court until she was deemed to no longer be a danger to herself or to society. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I could find to this day, Adi still remains institutionalized. Um, I tried to look right. for anything about whether she had been released, but I could find nothing. Mm-hmm. And I would think if she did get released, it'd probably be a pretty big story. Oh, yeah. Um, so it looks like to this day, she is She's still, still institutionalized. institutionalized. Yep. Oh, and I mean... That's probably for the best. Yeah, genuinely, because now at least she has access to all the help that she all the needs. help that she yeah, and you know hopefully she can still have like a good quality. Because that's the other thing too is by getting the treatment, she it led her to understand the severity of like obviously when she killed him, she knew that she killed him. Right. But coming out of that psychosis and now having to live with the fact mm-hmm. that you murdered and cannibalized your three-week-old child mm-hmm. i couldn't i could not imagine no. having to live with that no. like that's absolutely terrible yeah no Mm-mm. and it's just like she was failed like at she every really turn was. every time she sought treatment like she knew that she was not even on the night before she murdered scotty she had given him to her sister mm-hmm. and told her that she was having thoughts about hurting him and the sister gave him back to her. And, like, I understand, like, that's his mother. But, like, if this mother is telling you that she's having... Wants to kill her child. Literally, thoughts about... Take her seriously. Yes. Call EMS. Call mm-hmm. the police. Whoever. Take her seriously. Yeah. Because nine times out of ten, that they're means going she's, to like, harm their child. enough. That she's like, this is wrong. Like, yes. I don't want to do this, but like, but it got to the point where she she couldn't tell the difference between her delusions and her reality. So yeah. she truly thought mm. she had to kill her child mm. to save him and save herself. Ugh, mm. God, it's so sad. I know that's terrible. I think there was actually a pretty recent case, like recently, as in like this just past year. Mm where a mother she had just she had two other children she had just recently given birth to her third and she was suffering with postpartum psychosis and she always the mom well i mean the whole postpartum thing i know but i'm just saying it's it's (laughs) always always it's crazy yeah but um, her case is really sad, too, because she had been expressing to her husband that she was having thoughts about harming her children. Mm-hmm. But he was like, no, you're fine. Like, you're okay. You'll be fine. Okay. You'll be fine. Um, and she wasn't supposed to be left alone with her children, mm-hmm. uh, per, like, a fucking doctor's advice. Um, but instead of institutionalizing her, they let her be out. And they said, you know, well, call us if you're having these bad thoughts. Um, and the father left her alone in the house I think for like 20 minutes like go pick up some food or something and by the time he had come back she had killed all three children and jumped out of a window she survived jumping out of the window but her children didn't all three she murdered all three of her kids and like you like this but you knew that you weren't supposed to leave her alone with them and now look and now look and the fact that you would not let her or decided against having her go into inpatient treatment because you didn't want to, what, you didn't want to take care of all three of your kids by yourself? And now all three of your kids are dead. Mm. Because she needed treatment. She had postpartum psychosis mm. and needed treatment and didn't get it. Yeah. Crazy. 
It's like I remember hearing about the one who was like I don't know if this was postpartum psychosis of the girl who like had her kids in the car and drove her and her kids into the water. It probably was. Probably something like that. It's insane. But these kids were like old enough to understand what we're going oh, on. Oh, I feel like I think I think those are I think those are just fucking I think they were just crazy. Yeah. Um, I think I know what you're talking about. I think mm. it was like a family of like, they had like four mm. kids or something. Mm. And I think all the kids were adopted, two or at least one of them I was adopted. Known, yeah. And it was like, um, I think they were a lesbian couple. Mm. And they loaded the kids up into a minivan and then drove it into like a fucking river and mm. killed all of them, mm-hmm. like themselves included. Just skirt. Okay. Into the fucking river and killed all the, yeah i think the youngest one was like 11 so they're all mm-hmm. very aware of what was going on mm-hmm. and then yeah and the andrew yates story is really sad too it was, it was like the same situation like she was i think i wonder if it was like early 2000s or i want to know the time frame for like what year that happened oh this was 2001 so early 2000s um that's crazy that she was also from texas Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Yeah, she might be getting out sometime, but they didn't sentence her. She, she can get parole in like 40 years. Andrew Yates can. But yeah, um, if anybody in your life recently had a baby and they're telling you that they're having thoughts about harming their baby, do not fucking judge them and get them the help that they need. Or themselves. Or, yes, please. Mothers and people who have children. Postpartum is very real. Yes. And they suffer in silence more than y'all ever know because Mm -hmm. of the stigma surrounding Mm -hmm. the thought of a parent wanting to harm their child. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, let's let's not shame parents coming forward saying they're having these thoughts because it could save a child's life. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. Um... Yeah, so with that, <laughs> we're going to wrap this up. Because um, I, I need some food in me before I, know, I fall asleep. I know, I know. <laughs> I was going to say if you enjoyed this episode, but pff, who, who would enjoy this? Seriously. Um, if you found this in episode interesting, interesting um, there we go. feel free to give it a you know thumbs up, whatever it is. Five stars only. Rate us five stars. Um, follow us on Instagram. We are almost at 700 followers. We just I just talked about hitting 600 like on the last episode. This is wild. Mm-hmm. We're almost at 700 followers. Um don't feel obligated but if you feel like you want to throw a tip our way check out our little coffee account the link is in the link tree that's in the bio of our of our instagram especially if you enjoy our little asmr at the beginning oh yeah (laughs) starbucks asmr we didn't have asmr today so hey if if you like us and you have some extra pocket change and you want to throw us a little some some hell if you don't like us and you want to use a little message feature on there to tell us to fuck off and send five dollars feel free you could you could just do that I'll yeah. take it. Follow us on Instagram at TSRH Podcast. Hit us up on Facebook at TSRH Podcast. Send us an email at TSRH Podcast at gmail.com. And if you feel like it, buy us a coffee. All right. And that's that. As we'll see you all on the flip side. Catch you on the next one. Autumn, you got anything else to say to the people? Not a fucking thing. Not a fucking thing. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you on the next one. Uh, bye. bye.